This is Travis Stewart with CrossFit Invictus, and you are listening to the Airborne Mind Show. This is Ms. Bahawk. Thank you so much for joining me today and welcome back to the show. Whether this is your first, second, 10th, or 30th episode, I appreciate you tuning in. Your time, your energy, your attention, and your ears mean the world to me. Without you listening, this show would not be where it is today. So once again, thank you. Before we get started, the biggest compliment that you can give is by leaving a review on iTunes. You have no idea how much that helps in terms of rankings, bringing more awareness to the show, and bringing on more interesting guests. So if you could take two or three minutes, not while you're driving, but take two or three minutes, go ahead, leave a review. It would be greatly appreciated. Also, be sure to head over to theairbornemind.com where you can check out some free resources and the full show notes there as well. Today's podcast episode is brought to you by audible.com. If you enjoy books and you are looking for something new to read, something that is relevant to problems that you're trying to solve, I made a list for you at theairbornemind.com forward slash reading list. You can see a compilation, compilation, did I say that right? Compilation of all the books that previous guests have recommended on the show. And if you decide you want to go for it, you can grab a free audiobook and 30-day free trial there as well. Once again, that is theairbornemind.com forward slash reading list. So today my guest is Coach Travis, who is the Invictus Gymnastics Coach. He's somebody that you have probably seen floating around somewhere on the internet, whether it was the Mime Challenge that went viral or one of his uh, tutorial and tip videos that he puts out on the blog or on Facebook. But he's somebody who has grown up doing gymnastics and coaching it for quite some time as well. So it was really refreshing to me to hear his perspective and get to try on his glasses to view things through his lens and see, okay, what did he think of CrossFit when he first encountered it? How did he get started uh, working for Invictus? And what are some observations that he's made since then? So there's a lot of things that have been new to him, but to have this outside eye, you know, viewing how, how do we accumulate uh, and prepare our bodies uh, to handle high volume gymnastics when it shows up in the open. Um, what do we really think of the hollow body position? How do we really get better at handstand walking? And all these different observations that uh, just was really um, fun for me to learn about coming from his perspective. Super intelligent guy, hilarious dude. And uh, yeah, I hope you enjoyed this conversation as much as I did. More importantly, hope you do something with it. Travis, welcome to the show, man. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, you know, we've had some pretty random conversations before this, so yeah. I think uh, it's, it's a good little dynamic and uh, good to have you on. Uh, I'd love to just dig into your background today and talk a little bit about gymnastics. You are the uh, person in charge at Invictus, and uh, I feel like... For gymnastics. Yeah. 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 So. <laughs> let's, let's clarify that, boss. <laughs> so uh, take me back. Take me back to the early days. How did you first get into gymnastics? Uh, so I have an older sister. She's five years my senior, and um, she was in gymnastics, and ever since I was a kid, my mom would take me into the gym. So when I was like a baby, basically, I'm like sitting in a gym, and she's doing her thing. 
And, uh, you know, years pass, and I got old enough that they could put me in a class. And uh, Kurt Champ was my first coach, this awesome dude. Uh, he's still kicking. He's old, but he's still kicking. Um, and, uh, yeah, I started when I was four. I had no idea what I was doing. Uh, yeah, he was he was a good good person for me to start with. Just kind of like kind of like an old school tough guy, you know. Yeah. Was in the military. He was a cook in the military, but okay. still, <laughs> but still, he he had a, a pretty good like uh, hard ass mentality. So that was good. Were you 100 percent zoned in on gymnastics throughout I your? I had no idea what was going on. <laughs> I had no I, no clue, man. <clears throat> like uh, uh, I didn't know what it was like not to be around gymnastics. Okay. You know, seriously, since, like, pretty much birth. Yeah. Like, not knowing what it's like. So, yeah, it's smelling chalk in the air all the time. Just, it smells like home. <laughs> so, what, what was kind of, like, uh, maybe your specialty? You know, as you your athletic career kind of developed and you got a little bit older, you were still doing it when? In your teens, I'm assuming? Yeah, yeah. I, I actually only competed for three years. So, when okay. I was 12, 13, 14, quit when I was 15. So, um I did gymnastics on and off until that point. Just kind of like my sister was mostly the focus, and I was just kind of like doing it, you yeah. know. And um, <laughs> Dylan's calling. Um, anyway, so uh, the focus was really uh, on her. So I just kind of did my thing, and then I competed. Uh, we got my first coach to be that coach. Uh, my parents opened a gym, okay. and they they needed coaches, so. Um, yeah, Kurt joined our staff and coached, and then at 15, I was just like, you know, trying to throw bigger skills, and I'm like, Kurt, spot me on the double bag. He's like, hell no, I'm not getting underneath you. I'm 63 years old. I'm not going to kill myself. <laughs> go throw it. And I'm like, eh, it's not my attitude. It's just like, go gung-ho. Right. So uh, I was like, yeah, uh, I'm not really feeling it anyway. It's fun. Yeah. But, um, so I quit and started coaching because I just needed money. Now, when you started coaching, mm -hmm. uh, was it weird for you? Because, I mean, it had That's come so weird. naturally to you, you know, trying to take somebody. Were you were you working with mostly kids? Oh, when I started coaching, I was literally, like, holding, like, a three-year-old's hand across a balance beam. Okay. Yeah, like, they, they did not have any communication skills. I wasn't teaching them anything. I had no clue what I was doing, just making sure they didn't fall. Okay. So, that like, zero coaching training, just started helping out. Got it. Yeah. Uh, how, how did that kind of progress? Because I still see you working with, uh, you know, kids at Invictus from time to time. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, but then you also, I mean, you're working with adults as well. Mm. Is that kind of, uh, I guess, not the norm? Because typically with gymnastics, you start from a very young age and, and you develop, you know, this awareness and this skill uh, from the ground up. But since kind of uh, CrossFit popularized the gymnastics element um, is that something you've that was different to you starting to work with adults uh, yeah you know it was, it was kind of strange um, just growing up in a gym and like coaching for 20 years coaching kids for 20 years uh, you, you look at the kids and you're just like oh yeah they're, they're, I could see them doing this down the road it's a good foundation but then you get people that are like like super type A I need to learn a bar muscle up and this is my biggest thing. And you're like, you're serious about this. Like, you're, you're really serious. You want it, what's a bar muscle up, you know? Like, strict, uh, like, you know, there is no strict kipping in, right. in gymnastics. It's just, it is what it is. But, um, yeah, it was, it was really weird stepping into um, a situation where everybody is 
very serious about what they want to, you know, they're having fun, but yeah. um, they they very seriously want to learn gymnastics. And it honestly took me a good six months to understand, like, this is no joke to them, <laughs> right. you know? Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah. I answer the question. Yeah, it's did. it's weird because with kids, like you know, they're like, "I can do a cartwheel. I can fold in half." And you're like, "That's crazy," you know. And they're right. just doing it for fun because they don't. They just like to move and freak out a little bit and just yeah. do stuff. And adults are like, you know, "Hey, I got to do 15 of these, and then I got to walk on my hands for 40 feet. I can't walk on my hands." <laughs> and you're like, "Why are you trying to walk on your hands?" You know? <laughs> oh well, we have this competition and. I'm like, this is real. Wow. Okay. So I, you know, just moving into that perspective um, and having to look at it from their point of view, it, it occurred to me that, like, like, I don't have to motivate them. Right. That's huge. Yeah. You know, with a little kid walking across a balance beam, they're scared for their life, and it's like this high off the ground, you know, and you have to coax them into it. You know, the adults, they're just like, tell me more. Okay, like this, and you're like, "Whoa, yeah, not like that." But you know, they're they're ready to try it, you know, yeah. and ready to make mistakes, which made my job as a coach so much easier mm -hmm. to a certain extent, but uh, also a little bit harder because they're adults. Yeah, that's a interesting thing to dig into, and I'm curious to hear your perspective, just because you know it took you time to transition <clears throat> into that. But the I guess the why, right? Like, why are people super excited about gymnastics, and why are they so serious about getting these skills like what have you kind of found from working with people um you know that makes this such a worthwhile endeavor for them i mean surely it has to go a little deeper than i just want to get a bar muscle up because it looks cool you know yeah uh, i feel like people especially in crossfit like they they want ownership of of movements mm -hmm. you know they want to know that they can and so it's not it's not really about the bar muscle up it's about knowing that you know they're they're opening up their uh, spectrum of of tools. You okay. know, and it, it seems like you know for me my personal if you want to call it training um, as as I was coaching throughout the years was kind of like if there's a fire I want to be able to get the hell out and be able to help people if I can on the way. But you know personal survival like. If I can't climb something and I can't jump and I can't, you know, like run, then I'm screwed. Yeah. You know, so for me, that like that was my perspective. It's kind of the same thing here, you know? Mm -hmm. Like I, I feel like, uh, you know, CrossFit is, it's a, it's distracting because there's a competition aspect to it. Yeah. But the training aspect, like what it does for people's bodies and for their abilities in the perspective of, you know, looking at it like, uh, you know, it could be a survival skill mm -hmm. uh, that makes it a lot different I think and yeah. um, when people when I as a coach look at it from that perspective I, I'm just like yeah like you should learn a bar muscle up you right know? Um, so okay now how did you get involved with Invictus how long ago oh, that was a weird story yeah yeah let's hear that, it. Was, that was kind of strange so um, I've been coaching kids for 20 years right but um, at gymnastics clubs used to work uh, here in Point Loma uh, at another gym with uh, one of our members. Mm -hmm. uh, she's not a member anymore. She moved. But um, she just, you know, heard that uh, Invictus was looking for a gymnastics coach. And she goes, hey, I know this guy. He might be a good fit. You know, here's his number. Give him a call. So I had done one previous um, 
like say muscle up clinic uh-huh. at another gym in town and i was just like <laughs> not gonna bad mouth anybody <laughs> but i was just like this is exactly what i thought crossfit was because i had never done crossfit right right and uh, i was just not surprised you know and so when i got a phone call from uh nicole used to be DeHart, now right. cribs um she sounded really nice on the phone but i was like you know you never know so <laughs> i walked in and they were just like hey how's it going i'm nicole hey you want to come upstairs and meet cj and like she's she just seems so nice and i'm like why not? Oh, this is good. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> check that off the list. Nice. Good. Good. That is one of my requirements. Um, so I went upstairs. Uh, this is the old Little Italy downtown location. And I uh, met CJ. And again, pleasantly surprised. He's like laid back. He's wearing flip flops. He also has like a shaved head and is somewhat short like me. You know, like, and I'm like, this guy seems smart. Yeah. Turns out he is smart. <laughs> Just a little bit. Yeah. Um, and I always liked working for people that I could learn from. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, so, like, the first impression was was completely black and white from my my first experience with a CrossFit gym. Yeah. And so um, uh, CJ goes, uh, hey, I was just wondering if you wanted to take a look at our athletes, which I thought was kind of a funny term in itself i kept hearing it from the other crossfit gym you're gonna call the the members athletes and blah 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 and i was like athletes like i call my gymnasts gymnasts right not athletes and you know i don't know it it just seemed really foreign to me yeah but he goes you know meet the athletes and i'm like oh athletes (laughs) (laughs) and then um he's like yeah if you want just come on in uh check them out we'll we'll do this thing where we'll have everybody come in and i walked in and i was like holy crap they're like superheroes you know like (laughs) looking at them and like super jacked and they're just like like lots of weights and i'm just like i have never seen anything like this in my life (laughs) you know i start getting the whole athlete thing you know um and then uh, CJ asked me, it was before CrossFit Games of 2015, um, about a month and a half before. He goes, hey, so, you know, would you be interested in coming in and working with our athletes on uh, Monday and Friday for just an hour? Mm-hmm. Um, for four weeks, we got this competition called CrossFit Games. Uh, trust me, I've never heard of this Dude, before wait, before we move forward, I think the funniest thing was when I asked you to uh, maybe come on the show or, like, before <laughs> coming on the <this> show. <laughs> and I was like... I threw out like a name or two. You were talking about. You were like, I don't know who that is, and I'm like, seriously? And you're like, yeah, dude, I don't know anything about CrossFit, like leaderboard or anything like that. And I thought you were joking, but you were like dead serious. Yeah, it's hilarious. Yeah. Um, uh, quick little funny side story is um, <laughs> Lauren Fisher. Yeah. You know, uh, just a girl named Lauren, right? I, like. <laughs> I hear she's good, and um, this is at the old location, and uh, this guy comes in. He looks like he's pretty fit, you know, and um, I'm just, he was sitting with Lauren. I'm like, hey, what's up, man? I'm Travis, you know, he's like, "Um, cool. Lauren goes, this is my brother. I'm like, I didn't know you had a brother, and he goes, seriously, (laughs) and he just stares at me. I'm like, yeah, like, what do I know? Everybody's sibling? Like, I know Heather has a brother. I met him, you know? Like, right. I'm like, that's, yeah. So 
<laughs> I was I was in class and uh, I was like doing a, a workout with Nick, Coach Nick. You know, mm. we're all rowing and then uh, Garrett walks in. I'm like, hey, new guy, and I wave, <laughs> <laughs> and he looks over and just kind of like gives me this funny look. And Nick walks up, he's like, oh, did did he ask for your autograph, Travis? I was like, what? <laughs> like I, I totally didn't get it. <laughs> then I found out like. He, People know who he is, right? And I had no freaking clue. <laughs> and I'm like working with him, yeah, you know? yeah. Like um, Invictus in itself, like yeah. It, to me, Invictus was just a gem that asked me to come in, you right? Know? Just like the other one, yeah. And um, I told this buddy whose daughter I was teaching uh, at the gymnastics club, I'm like, yeah, I'm working with this gym. I get to coach some gymnastics at a CrossFit gym. He's like, which one is it? I'm like, uh, it's downtown Little Italy. It's called Invictus. He's like, Invictus! <laughs> and yeah. I'm like, what? Oh what? Like, what's the big deal? You know? <laughs> and he's just like, every gym wants to be like Invictus. I was like, really? Uh, <laughs> you know? Like, yeah. just there, there, there. Like a complete oh, idiot. That's I have so no clue funny. what I'm doing. <laughs> you know? All right. So, so let's yeah. go back to you were working with these athletes before uh, CrossFit Games. Mm. What type of stuff were you helping them kind of prepare for? I mean, their capacity well, at that stage is already pretty advanced, at least to the average person, right? But yeah. to you going in there, what were you kind of looking at? I was looking at some ugly gymnastics. Okay. <laughs> and a kipping muscle up on rings. I was like, I got to spend some time to think about this. Yeah. Because that's not, that's not a move. Right. You know, you know. Everything, you know, they're called still rings, technically. Yeah. And so swinging on them, like, just in heaving yourself up there, as long as you straighten your arms, it doesn't matter if the rings are swinging. I'm like, dude, I, I really got to give this some thought, because, like, the <laughs> mechanics of the whole thing are what were, like, kind of puzzling me, because I saw, like, four different variations of how they were kipping up, and I was just like, this is, I, I don't even really know how to help. I can try to do the move and then just kind of go from feel. Right. But, um, yeah, that's that's pretty much what it looked like. And just, like, legs flopping around and handstand walks. And they couldn't hold an L-sit, you know? Yeah. I mean, now the time has passed, and I do L-sits, and I'm terrible at them. You know, so yeah. I get it. But, um, you know, also seeing it from a gym, gymnastics coach's perspective, like, that L-sit better be straight legs, you right. know? And just everything was just messy. But that's what it is. Yeah. So what, well, what did you do? How did you, how did you help them? Like, was it technical stuff you were uh, tweaking here and there? Well, a, a lot of it, I was kind of bouncing off uh, Nicole and CJ. Okay. So he's like, what do you think? And I'm looking at him like, well, this looks like this. And, you know, what, what are the rules to this? Like, <laughs> yeah. like, what are they not allowed to do? And what are they allowed to do? And just kind of going from there and just kind of getting a picture painted mm -hmm. that I can uh, try to manipulate and stay within the parameters of the rules. Yeah. And um, some things started working out. And, you know, that basically, since I didn't have any technical coaching training, like, for my entire life. Right. A lot of it, all of it almost, has been trial and error, mm -hmm. you know, and just, just try this. And then, you know, I can, I can see the movement. I can see, you know, the, the momentum, like, exchange from one piece of the body to the other. And they'd see, you know, how, how well that flows. Yeah. You know? So that's, that is, I guess, my personal talent is, like, just being able to, like, picture things and watch them. Yeah. And, and like, that, that works. Got and it. I'm creative. So I can, like, 
make up some weird stuff that helps. Right. <laughs> I want to talk about LSITs before we kind of move sure. on, but um, that's one of those movements that for most people that are, in, including myself, in mm-hmm. a CrossFit gym, uh, is, is pretty difficult. Like, especially, yeah. you know, <laughs> to hold, like, straight legs longer than, like, 10, 15 seconds. Right. You don't, I mean, and, and make it look pretty on top of that. It's mm-hmm. uh, it's definitely uncommon. Why do you think that is, and <clears throat> why, why does it play... It does it play a big role in like the grand scheme of things? Should it be a movement that we should kind of be focusing more attention on? Good questions. Okay. <laughs> uh, first of all, if you've ever looked at a male gymnast's legs, they're like this. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, men's gymnastics is basically built on upper body strength. Right. And they're not holding L-sits for 60 seconds. So you've got this guy with a ton of upper body strength less weight leg strength. I mean, you have to keep in mind that the the majority of the leg work in gymnastics is dynamic, popping off the floor, you know, rebounding, sprinting down a vault runway. You know, even landing is above parallel. So even a heavy, heavy landing, you're not even absorbing that much weight through your legs. Plus, if it's tumbling, you're on a spring floor and that absorbs some of the shock too. Mm -hmm. So you're you're not building up that, that... big leg mass so first of all crossfitters have gigantic legs you know and they're holding these long things out in front of them you know and again gymnasts are uh short too so you got you got a whole different body um like proportions that you're trying to deal with in crossfit and uh so that would be why it's more difficult straight legs is really hard because then you're activating your hip flexors more than just your abs and Gymnastic strength is the connection between, like, like that flows through joints, if that makes sense. Okay, yeah. So if you could imagine, like, your shoulder has one muscle that connects to your knee, and in an L-sit, that flexes. It's, it's kind of how gymnastic strength works. Okay. It's like there is no hip. Does that make sense? Got it. Okay. Everything's it's, connected. Everything's connected, yeah. And, you know, whereas, you know, doing a strict pull-up or... You know, trying to do a pullover, if you're familiar with what a pullover yeah. is. You know, being able to uh, make the connection from the pull to the feet up and over and having everything kind of uh, work as one piece and start connecting into a movement Yeah, that's also, like, uh, aimed with accuracy. Got it. I mean, a pullover is a very elementary skill, but it's a good <clears throat> example because I think most people know what it is. But, um, yeah, just having that connection is what makes gymnastic strength, I think, different from a lot of other things. So with the L-sit, having that connection between, you know, your legs and your upper body, it, you probably don't see a lot of that in CrossFit. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's a lot of hinging in CrossFit, so yeah. it's like there's a breaking point in the hips quite a bit. Um, and so I think that's another uh, contributing factor to the difficulty of an L-sit. And your third question was... Uh, whether or not it's something that should be focused on. Yeah. I think everything should be focused on because I mean, the whole the whole idea is that, you know, CrossFit throws random things at you. Right. What can you do with it? Mhm. So, if you can't hold Nelson for very long, you should be doing. Um, is it functional for day-to-day life? Not really. Mm-hmm. You know? Um like I said, gymnasts, they'll hold like an L-sit for 2 full seconds and then they'll press to a handstand. But you know, where, where do you really find that position necessary? I, yeah. I don't think, you know, functionally it's that valuable. 
but strength when we look at it from that perspective it's yeah. like okay this is you should have some capacity in it yeah yeah absolutely okay. <laughs> if you can't hold your legs up you might want to work on that yeah yeah uh that whole concept of connection right mm -hmm. is that why there's so and i'm sure this is something that was so natural because you did it from an early age it's it's taught when you're young but like being able to squeeze your butt lock out your knees point your toes keep your legs together like those little details that allow you to like stiffen the whole body kind mm -hmm. of um i'm sure like that is, is that kind of what you mean being able to kind of uh bridge those gaps by flexing everything um is does that kind of allow for that type of connection i think that sounds a little more intentional than, okay than what i'm describing like if you could just picture a shape and yeah. you make that shape with your body you know that it's more like that okay. like what do you have to do to achieve that shape so um, just having kind of like a, a template of where your body needs to be and then to be able to put it in that position. Like without thinking, oh, I should be squeezing my butt, you know, or Got I should it. be pointing my toes. Right. Like that's part of the picture. So, you know, uh, elongating your legs, you know, just having this stretch position. Tumbling's a good example. I really like tumbling and um, the, the mechanics of it because it – Generally speaking, I, I feel like it's it's pretty pretty much the same concept, but um, you can just picture like two macaroni shapes, right? Yeah. I, I basically describe it as like this, right? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot you were okay. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I call them uh, straight. Like in tumbling, you want straight or variations of straight. So a variation of straight is kind of like if you look at the Roman archways, right? Mm -hmm. So it's got all this weight bearing down, but there's this uh, absence of material underneath because of the shape of it. Right. You take a chunk out of that, and that's a tumbling position, right? Okay. So because the weight is um, traveling, uh, that arched position, you know, if it's a back handspring or something, that arched position kind of behaves like a straight line. But if you drop a stick straight down into the ground, it goes and sticks in the ground. So if you can imagine like having a curved stick and throwing it forward, it would stick straight into the ground in that shape. Mm. So it's a variation of straight because of the movement. And so, like, having that connection from top to bottom and that length, um, you, you get to experience a little bit, a little bit of um, uh, connection. Yeah. I, am I making sense? Kind of, yeah. I mean, so that's kind of what I'm getting at is for you, you don't have to think about that, right? Like, you, you were – that kind of came naturally to you yeah. when you started. Uh, and I'm sure with kids, it's like, hey, get into the shape. You don't really have to tell them, point your toes, squeeze your butt, all oh, that yeah, kind you of do. stuff. Oh, oh you yeah, do? you do. Okay. Yeah. All right. You have to drill that and drill it and drill it because if, if they don't – because they can't picture it, you know? Got it. Okay. Um, you know, as – as they progress through their gymnastics career, I mean, you're going to see things evolve um, where it is natural. If you ever see like a uh, ex gymnast do a pull up, like a legit gymnast, mm -hmm. they're pointing their toes, right? And they're just doing a pull up. Yeah, you know, and a lot of them stay hollow. Yeah, it, it just you know it, it becomes natural to their training, and so um, you know that carries on. And I, I I feel like that's what we're trying to teach CrossFitters, not necessarily, I, like, I, I could care less if somebody points their toes. Aesthetically, you know, gymnastics is uh, beautiful, mm -hmm. but it's really difficult to train that aesthetic value, you know? Right. Like, straight long line, straight leg when you lift it, you know? Yeah. Kid can't just lift their leg straight. Uh, they bring their knee up and their foot's dangling. You know? <laughs> so, like, just, yeah, you do have to drill it. It's not just something like, oh, you're in gymnastics, your toes are pointed. 
got it. Okay, so you have to drill it. Now let's take that to the average CrossFitter, right? Mm -hmm. uh, what what value does that kind of play? Because when we're thinking, you know, something like a Metcon or you're at a competition, mm -hmm. we're after efficiency in a sense. So you are going to see technically what would look a little ugly from a gymnast's perspective. Right. Uh, but when we're thinking maybe training, um, yeah, like how much do you value those little details? Uh, you know, I have an online program, and um, the way that it works is they submit videos to my Facebook group, and so I get to review these things. Mm -hmm. um, I like function over, you know, the visual aspect of it. Um, and a lot of the function comes from what could look visually appealing, mm -hmm. like a straight body handstand, right? So, um, and I, by the way, I want to talk about hollow positions. Okay. We yeah. Get a chance. Yeah. But a uh, straight body, uh, like a handstand, somebody stacks themselves in a handstand and it looks really nice and straight, okay? So first static handstand, one that's not going anywhere. Like the straight body, it's not, it's not like a deal breaker for the handstand. Like right. if you ever watch like a Cirque performance, they're damn near sitting on their own head with their legs sticking forward and they're smiling at the crowd. You know, like yeah. that's a handstand. It's a handstand is just balance. But right. when you start walking like in a handstand, you see a lot of CrossFitters with their legs dangling over. Like, they're propelling themselves forward with the weight of their legs, but they're also, like, changing their body positioning. Um, a lot of women will stand up, grab their low back, and just be like, oh, it's killing me, you know? Yeah. And um, that's when, you know, the aesthetic concept really comes into a, a valuable place uh, in a handstand walk is, you know, kicking your legs or whatever, that's fine, but you start doing weird things with your legs, start letting other things go, and then it starts causing, you know, really bad shapes and... Uh, you know, just watching regionals, you see a lot of people with their feet dangling over, and then they start falling. They just twist and fall on the ground really yeah. quick, you know. It's, and they're not hurt or anything, but they're definitely not being time efficient. Mm -hmm. I mean, as, as soon as you're laying on the ground, you have to get back up, and then it's, you know, a time waster. Whereas if you're doing a handstand walk, your beat, you just kind of tip over and step out of it because you're in a correct position to do so. And then you can just go back and start right away. Right. So, um yeah, beyond injury prevention, um, I don't, I don't think aesthetics are that important. Okay. You know, I, you know, pointing your toes and lengthening lines, sometimes that's helpful uh, conceptually. Like say a ring muscle up, I want athletes to swing long body through. You right. Know? Like I want their toes far away from their body because in their mind they're stretching. Right. You know, and that is what's building momentum. Got it. Okay, let's dig into that, uh, the hollow body position. What do you have to say about that? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, this is definitely my own point of view on this, but um, hollow body is a great exercise, but it's rarely used in CrossFit movements. Mm -hmm. And I, I see that it's, like, like drilled all the time, you know, uh, but for what? Like, there's, there's a, like I said, in CrossFit, there's a lot of hinging at the hips, and there's a lot of value in the hinge. So, like, kipping movements, um, because they don't have a big swing into it, they have to develop more momentum mm -hmm. uh, from less swing. So, if you have a hollow body position, it's kind of restricting your range of motion. You know, you can't drive your feet up as high. And um, But uh, I, I see, a, you know, I get the concept that a hollow body position is like that gymnastic strength of connecting the body. Um, I've... I feel like it's sometimes 
overemphasized to where um, it becomes like a focal point. A lot of uh, athletes that I've worked with, they're like, oh, well, my coach says I need to, you know, be in this hollow position and, you know, for a bar muscle up. And I'm like, for what? Like, you're just jumping to the bar. Like, you can achieve the same results with more kipping power just by hinging at the hips and pointing your feet the right way mm. and then just letting your body go loose. Okay. So um, I feel like hollow body, even it, the only place I can really see it of a ton of value, it's not in the handstand and it's not in the bar work. Um, it's in the swing for the rings, okay. but only for the swing, not even for the muscle. Got it. Okay, that's interesting because yeah. that's kind of against the grain of like what people yeah. are throwing out there, right? Um, so if you were to explain that a bit more, where is where is that? Like you're saying, you know, for a bar muscle up, we're focusing on j- just jumping over the bar and uh, that hip hinge. Where is the value if it's not in the hollow body position? The value's in the connection of speed. So okay. I was trying to f- figure out a really good way to explain this to one of my online guys and um basically you know battle ropes right yeah so basically if you if you hold on to the end of the rope the rope is still loose mm-hmm. right it's just kind of on the ground if you pick it up and you set it down nothing happened but if you pick it up and you snap it down fast you see a little ripple going down right, right. if you pull the rope a little tighter and you use the same amount of power that ripple goes further to a certain point right. when you're pulling it really tight then that thing's just like you know, yeah like a i don't know like a guitar string mm-hmm. but um it's the fact that the rope is so connected that the momentum ripples through it right and it carries to the other side mm. so like kipping movements uh you're familiar with the worm yeah okay <laughs> i love the worm it's hilarious um uh the say say a kipping ring muscle up if you could imagine somebody doing a reverse worm, so they're laying on their back and then swing their feet up and just kind of backward yeah. into it. It's kind of how the muscle up works. Yeah. So you drive your feet, you connect that speed with, you know, downward pull or upward lift, right? Because we can control it. It's not like the rope and just dropping, right? right? So we can throw our hips up and that throws our shoulders up. And depending on what we would do with our arms, say on the rings, we can throw them back too and our whole body lifts right so it kind of snaps like a whip like it just rolls up onto the rings mm-hmm. whereas you know say if you lift your feet and you pause and then you try to snap into that 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 hesitation there uh causes a, so much of a loss of momentum i mean it's it's literally stopping the momentum right but um, there's a lot of different analogies. I mean, you have to keep in mind, I've like, taught this to like four-year-olds, yeah. you know, like the, the concepts. And uh, a lot of it's like, well, you have groceries in the car, in the passenger seat. Mom slams on the brakes. She's only driving slow. It's a parking lot. She slams on the brakes. The groceries kind of tip over. But they don't do anything. But now you're driving through somebody's neighborhood. Ball rolls out in front of the car. Mom slams on the brakes. Groceries go onto the dashboard. They're like, okay. I'm like, so that's like... You're moving, and then you stop that movement, and the movement continues somewhere else. Mm. And so they're like, oh, okay. You know? <laughs> yeah. But also, you know, if mom's driving in the residential, sees a stop sign, even though she's going fast, she slows down, and then she stops at the stop sign, and the groceries are still sitting there. Right. Right? So, like, say, toe drive to hip drive, you know, in a ring muscle-up. Uh, if that goes forward, pause, or there's any disconnect between the toes and the hips lifting... 
you're losing momentum. And, you know, if you can make that connection quicker, that's when you uh, reap the benefits of the power from the swing. Ah, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, that's interesting. Um, okay, so let's go into uh, how does somebody develop capacity for high-volume gymnastics, right? We know in, in Metcons, mm-hmm. in uh, the open season, like mm-hmm. you're going to see things like, you know, 20 kipping pull-ups or 20 chest-to-bar, 10 ring muscle-ups, uh, 15 bar, like all right. these, you know, it's it's hard to kind of fathom, but uh, how do we even begin to athletically develop somebody to handle that? So I, I'm a huge advocate for doing like singles. So you start with singles and you get to know that single movement really well mm-hmm. and you start being more efficient, more efficient. The funny thing with gymnastics is the more, excuse me, the more correct you do it, correctly you do it, the easier it is. Right. So, you know, figuring out efficiency is built over time and with efficiency comes uh, volume at less of a price. Okay. And so um, you get to a certain point where, you know, your hands are on fire, but you're still making your bar muscle ups. Now it's time to focus on the hands. But uh, until you start getting that efficiency where, you know, you're doing one and then you do two and you can do two like... Uh, say ring muscle ups every 30 seconds for six minutes you know now you've got 24 um you know muscle ups on you know uh all of them looking really efficient and there's 24 muscle ups i mean that's that's pretty good yeah and then simply just bumping it up to three and then you know my my biggest uh i i would say the the best approach to building up volume is never redlining. So say handstand push-ups. Yeah. Right? Somebody can do say 16 unbroken strict handstand push-ups. They get to 12, they stop, they kick off the wall. And then they kick back up and just keep it up around that 75-80% of, you know, where they think their capacity is gonna burn out mm-hmm. and coming down. They're gonna end up with more volume over time and uh, less fatigue. And then, you know, just taking that a step further, they retest. Now they can do 18. And so they'll break it up at like, you know, whatever, 13 or whatever 75% of 18 is. Got it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you see that a lot like uh, with just regular push-ups. If you ever see that in in a wad, like you're always trying to eke out that last little one. When in reality, if you just sit back, shake it out, let the burn leave and then jump right back in, you may end up, you know, being able to go for longer. Right. Yeah, it really does depend on uh, what your intention is. Um, uh, for handstand push-ups, I think it's funny because I did, we have a handstand push-up density test. Okay. And it goes 90 seconds on, 60 seconds off, 60 seconds on, 30 seconds off, 30 seconds on. Right? Okay. And so, um, uh, theoretically, if you were fresh, that 90 seconds, if you could just blast through the 90 seconds with 30 reps, you could... Assume that you're going to get 20 and 60 and then 10 and 30, mm-hmm. but that's not, that's not the case. So, um, I've tried it both ways, hitting red line, you know, failing, coming off the wall, shaking it out, and then trying to finish extra reps and then going to where I think it's about time to start, you know, breaking it up, hitting that 80% mark, coming down, kicking back up, going two or three reps 
and then singles and single and single. And every time I come down, swing my arms, just get right back to it. So you go handstand, push up, come down, up, handstand, push up, come down. Okay. That little break that uh, releases that time under tension. Yeah. And I've busted out so many more like, pers- uh, what's the word? Per- Rx prescribed. No. Uh, in. Wow, I just came up with a blank. Anyway, uh, considering the, how many you do in 90 and how many you do in 60, getting to that 30 mark and then having, say, half of that 90, but or that 90-second yeah. amount, right? So say, say you get to the 30 seconds, you hit 15 in 30 seconds right. because you're trying to be efficient with coming down, kicking back up, whereas you had 30 and 90 seconds. And you start looking at that, and you're just like, well... You know, I got more volume just by breaking it up into singles because I was efficient about how I came down and went back up. Does right. That make sense? Yeah, yeah. And so, like, proportionally, I think is what I was trying to think okay. of. <laughs> proportionally, that wouldn't make sense. You know, if I'm hitting 30, then I should only get 10, you know, 30 seconds. Right. So, it really, it, building up volume is, is definitely strategy. Yeah. You know, um, of course, you can do other things like, um, building up volume through time under tension mm-hmm. uh just you know kind of like a squat cycle you start doing you know negative handstand push-ups to a deficit and uh you put that in your training and then um and never doing the uh, concentric phase yeah so uh just going through the negative you can even you know add weight you can put on a vest and do the same thing and then you're going through a fuller range of motion and handstands aren't you know like a shoulder press so the only way that you're going to get good at doing handstand push-ups is by doing handstand push-ups right so do you do you ever find that you have to uh maybe ex- not explain like explain the value of things like that like okay we're just doing the negative even though it seems kind of boring oh, yeah. right because we're used to like all these sexy movements and then now that we're just isolating this one little piece you're like wait am i really getting in work uh do you ever find yourself having to you know uh, explain that a little bit to people um yeah, yes and no. Okay. I mean, uh, I think the majority of people understand the value of, of skill work and time under tension. Yeah. Um, but I do believe that, oh, what's that song? It says, uh, you might actually know it. You like a EDM. Yeah. Right? A Dadsick song. What's it called? You know Dadsick? Dadsick? No, I don't no? think so. Okay, never mind. Uh, if I heard it, It's, it's maybe. pretty heavy. Okay. Uh, but um, so uh, it the beginning of the song goes, uh, everybody's so uh, focused on going from A to Z that they forget that there's 24 letters in between. Right. It's like, you know, when people are in a rush, they're like, look, I just want to learn butterfly pull-ups. Be like, but wait. (laughs) (laughs) You know, there's steps you have to take, you know. If you could jump that high already, then we wouldn't be walking up the stairs. You know what I mean? (laughs) So um, I, I feel like it, it really depends on the patience of the person. Yeah. But, you know, as we were talking about with, like, uh, kids versus adults, I think adults uh, typically have more of that sense that, you know, time invested is really time invested, you right. know? Like, they're investing in themselves. And, and I finally, at 35, have learned patience. Mm-hmm. Like, don't, don't push as hard as you can when over time you're going to get there faster, you know, right. like, like just relax and just kind of go with the flow and trust the process as mm-hmm. we hear regularly. Um, and yeah, so I, I don't think everybody, uh, 
in general, like, is impatient and just wants to get to it. Got it. I, I think the majority of people just, um, they understand, they get the idea. Uh, I get some random questions on Facebook, but really, like, um, yeah, I, I think people get it. Got it. So. Um, I want to know a little bit more about, like, the structure of, you know, maybe how the, well, how did the Invictus Gymnastics program kind of uh, come to be, the online version? Um, that started a while ago when I was, I actually just started working for Invictus is, uh, they go, Hey, would you mind shooting a video for, you know, this movement? I saw you doing it earlier. I thought it was pretty cool. And then we're just going to post it on the blog. So we grab a cell phone, take video, say, thanks. I'm like, you know, it takes me like 15 minutes to do one video. (laughs) This is one video with Kat Blattner. It just kills me because it's, Working with Kat anytime, it's just like a giggle fest between the two of us. I'm like a little schoolgirl, just like laughing my head off. And, um, you know, so doing these videos, it was just like, you know, I'm dying. I'm completely red. I'm so nervous. I'm sweating. And this, the end of this one video, I'm just like, like I go to high fiver and it was a really good video. She's not looking. <laughs> she's not looking. And then she's like, oh, smack. You know, and it was just like, like oh, finally wow. I nailed it and like love the angle. Oh man. <laughs> yeah. It was it was good. But uh so it started with that and then uh you know, CJ um it you know, he's he is a business person. Um and looking at it, like, hey, you know, what else you got? Like, you have anything else of value? Let's let's kind of pick at this. And um started putting together more and more videos. And then um, took it upon myself to just start doing the videos myself and uh, just kind of shooting just random things like exercise I have kids do. You know, it wasn't all gymnastics. I actually like did just athletic training for kids too through the gymnastics club. Uh, You know, I have somebody who's maybe a little overweight and just wants to get better at a different sport. So you just, you know, fitness them. Yeah. And then, um, you know, as that, that kept going, uh, this library started building and, um, then it just kind of stepped into a different direction. I feel like everything changed when we moved the new downtown location. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it was, it felt, everything felt fresh, you know, like a, like a new start. And for me, I hadn't been with Invictus for all that long anyway. Mm -hmm. So I started like, uh, technically on the books for like, um, September, 2015. Okay. So, um, starting at that gym and everything felt fresh and uh then we found a great camera guy um to start shooting some video for us for our blogs and then they're like oh you want to you know maybe put together a gymnastics program like how would you feel about that um and they just kind of left it up to me yeah and i'm like i'm a very i like projects yeah so I'm, i'm like motivated to do things especially when there's not a lot of um, you know, cooks in the kitchen. Yeah. Um, it makes it a lot easier for me because I can have this plate of, you know, material and start putting things together. Yeah. I like building things and like putting systems together and I don't like, <laughs> it's not that I'm not good at teamwork. It's just that I don't, I don't really like, um, sharing workloads. Yeah. Very, I'm not very good at sharing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> My lady and I talked about that. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I uh, just kept um, adding videos to this thing, and then uh, CJ wanted to like uh, open it 
or started like maybe March or February of 2017 and I had all my material down and I was like uh, why why don't we start it a little earlier he's like what do you mean I'm like I don't know we have members that want gymnastics help so you know maybe we're not pushing advertising so can we just give it a shot like mm-hmm. kind of like a dry run he's like sure and started it and it's cool because it's changed since it started yeah um, my process of going you know of the programming because really I, I haven't done uh, much programming in the past I'm more of like an on the fly type guy got it so when I see an issue I kind of like put something in place and like make up some stupid drill for you know my <laughs> gymnast and I'm like try this you know yeah. and they're like oh I get it so um, in that you know from that uh, from looking at it from that point of view um, trying to put together all these things whereas I could be like oh you have a problem with this I have a video for that yeah. <laughs> you know and then just because uh, I'm on Invictus Athlete and uh, Invictus Masters as well and uh, as their gymnastics coach uh, assisting online and so I can I can just throw a video out there and, like help so yeah. you know with with my you know years of experience as a gymnastics coach doing the online program is so much fun for me yeah because I try to just picture you know body X doing movement and go okay well how how can I make this I know that they're gonna do this right you know because typical mistake or you know people's fears you you know their fears like uh, a lot of people have a fear of being on top of the bar yeah. or cramming their chest against the bar on it like a bar muscle up or something like that so how are we gonna get past this fear that I know that it, you know some people are gonna have mm-hmm. and then just develop skills around that and then just put it into a program where they do it so repetitiously and safely that uh, they they really just start. Sorry, <laughs> like squirrel. Um, so repetitiously that you know it it just it's numbing, you know like okay I'm on top of the bar it's not scary anymore can we right. move on, you know I I'd rather have somebody be like that than like get all the skills for underneath the bar and then get up to the top of the bar and just like freak out hands off the bar slide off land on their face. Oh yeah, you know. Like, I've seen a lot of injuries, so like the last thing I want is for somebody in an environment I can't control to get hurt. Yeah. So I, I really just try. That's yeah. So that's how it came to be. Yeah. Um, but I, like if we dig deep into maybe what a day looks like, right? Mm-hmm. Um, is this kind of you know made for the person who's already doing like let's say a class wad and then they want to supplement with gymnastics skill work, or yes. is this like a full-on gymnastics program? No, it's a supplemental program. So okay. uh, the, the class day is 20, 20 minutes. Okay. Um, there's three different levels, and um, uh, the way I've, I've broken it up is there's either an A and B or A, B, and C mm-hmm. portion to um, the session. Yeah. And A and B and C match A, B, and C as far as movements and time periods from another level. Okay. So say somebody's doing like handstand walks, bar muscle-ups, and toes to bar. So they're like, I, I need help on handstand walks. Bar muscle-ups are great, and then uh, toes to bar are terrible. So they can just, they can go, okay, well, since my bar muscle-ups are great, I'm going to move that over to the level three and really just beat myself up, you know, yeah. and then get to the toes to bar and then just be like, jump, swing on the bar, and drop. Jump, right. swing on the bar, and drop. And so, uh, you know, it is a supplemental program, but it's, it's 
very much differentiated by skill. Okay. Um, to where you know you can be an advanced or beginning gymnast ath- sorry <laughs> athlete <laughs> gymnast if you will but um, and then just be able to pop from one to another and and find something that's suitable and it won't eat up your day. So that's in a day's worth of work. You choose between, like you said, handstand, toaster bar, and bar muscle up, and you kind of mix these pieces together depending on where you're already at. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. So that that is an example. Usually I strategically place them as like pulling or pushing days. Right. But um, yeah, so they can, you know, usually like before or after um, the actual class time or, or their workout, uh, they'll just go in. They'll, uh, there's tutorials on each one of these um, uh, movement videos, and then there's demos also, yeah. right? So they see a list of things. A lot of this stuff is just like, you know, from the bald brain here, and just, uh, you're, like, you're like, what is a snap pull? Yeah. You know, so there has to be a tutorial on that. So you go hyperlink, and the, the concept is people can just get on this program, they can uh, watch it, um, maybe the night before, get an idea of what they're going into for the next day, kind of plan everything out. Because, I mean, 20 minutes, but it's like 20, 20 minutes packed. Right. So you need to have a box ready next to a bar. You know you know where the class usually is in there. Um, you should warm up. You should yeah. stretch. That's not part of the program. Yeah. You know, sometimes, you know, it'll be like, oh, do a pike stretch for 30 seconds in between sets of a uh, toes bar or whatever. Right. But, um, yeah, so it's, it's a packed in 20 minutes. But... Um, it's 20 minutes. Got it. Okay. Um, and, and how long is the program overall? Uh, it's continuous. Okay. So this is more like, uh, if, you, if you will, it, it's like gymnastics class. Got okay? it. Um, it's not based on cycles. So in two weeks, you hit all your uh, CrossFit gymnastics movements. Mm-hmm. So that's like, if you don't do L-sits in your regular wads, um, you're going to have them once a week or something pertaining to them right. or once every two weeks. Okay. So, um, you know, for those that need the extra attention on certain skills, they can actually, once they sign up, they can just go back like two weeks at a time and like do get more work mm-hmm. on that particular skill. Cause you have access to all the archives. But, um, yeah. So what was your question? Uh, yeah, no, you answered it. I said, how long was it? And you said it's pretty much ongoing, yeah. kind of like the class. Um, and so this is pretty much skill-specific stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of strength involved. Okay. Um, but, uh, you know, if your class doesn't program, say, strict chest-to-bar pull-up negatives, Yeah. you know, and or what we do, like elbow drivers, where you've got the bar right here, and you're just kind of popping your chest toward it to like activate the you know lower lat and, and everything mm-hmm. um you're you're getting so much more specific attention you know to something like yeah you spend a lot of time doing weightlifting right yeah so uh, there's not so much attention on on gymnastics or some gyms will have a specific gymnastics class but um it's it's really hard to get a lot of attention into the gymnastics portion i uh, frankly you've got a lot of skills like there's uh, I think there's 15 movements that we touch on. Yeah. 16, depending on because level three has got like press handstand and handstand pushups on rings. So that's that's something that they, you don't work on in the other two levels. Right. Um, but uh, there's say say 13 different movements. You know, as far as pull ups, strict and butterfly kipping. You know, chest bar pull ups, bar muscle ups, uh, even push ups. Mm-hmm. You know, like push up work. 
you were talking about like you know when there's a push-up uh, you know, working in a wad it's like you know okay you, everybody ready to blow out your pecs <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. but but that that doesn't really emphasize body positioning uh you utilizing the correct muscles changing you know elbow positions um, we do a lot of incline push-ups on boxes and stuff like that, mm-hmm. you know, but at higher reps, say like 50 unbroken on a 30 inch box, hmm. but they all look great. Right. You know, and your arms are fried. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, just it's, it is directed toward a lot of skill because the moving parts like the ring muscle up and the bar muscle up, they kind of have a lot of mystery behind them. And to c- open that, oops, sorry, uh, to open that up. Uh, like allows people so much more, you know, thought into the movement. Yeah. That hopefully it doesn't get in their head and they're just like, oh, so much information. I can't even move, you know, <laughs> which happens to people. They, they get like that deer in the headlights thing. Yeah. But, um, you know, just to kind of have an idea of like uh, what something should look like. I want people to be their own coach in a, in a certain, you know, pers- uh, perspective. It, it like set a phone down watch somebody do or watch themselves do a bar muscle up go back to the bar muscle up and be like wow that was right and that was way wrong yeah and just be able to analyze it themselves because i mean as a coach i don't want to have to be everybody's coach all the time yeah you know i want them to know what they're doing and how to fix it and why the Mm -hmm. why is huge yeah if you don't understand like the way that you know i was explaining like the rope like some people might be like whoa Really? Yeah. Like, you yeah. know, you mean my feet go up and then my hips are going up too late and I'm, I'm losing power? Right. Like, you know, something simple like that, it's, it's the why that's so important. Mm-hmm. So when I do these, like, videos and tutorials and stuff like that, just explaining why things work or why we're doing it, what part of the movement this is actually going to help, Yeah. you know, then, then it's like, okay, okay, I, I kind of get it. Like, like all these little pieces start, you know, pulling me over the bar. Mm-hmm. You know, my knees driving up to the bars. What's going to help with the lift? But they can't hang out there. You know. Right. Right. Okay. All right. So we're running out of time. We got to get the office back. But yes. I want to leave people with something, maybe some place to kind of get started. Right. Mm-hmm. So let's just say if you are somebody who's looking to improve your muscle ups, right? Maybe you can do a couple. You want to be able to rep out like. 10 in a row or you want to be able to walk upside down what what can they kind of take away from this conversation as to where where to start or to begin where should they focus their attention okay so i would say generally speaking like small sets quality so uh with a say a ring muscle up do a great ring muscle up and stop and do another one and stop and then once you once you feel like you've got a really good pattern down, you know something that's catching pretty high, and then you start from the top. So now you use a box, you jump up, you drop down, do one muscle up. Do you know anybody who starts from the top and does one muscle up? No. No, they always go for two, right? right? So now the rings are swinging and they don't know what they're doing, but they know what it feels like if they start from the top and they drop down and then they get back up. Mm. This is what it feels like when the rings aren't swinging. There's like less, uh, less stuff going on right that you can like focus on the actual ring muscle up and not being fatigued from the first one you know and then just adding to that slowly handstand walks same thing don't try to walk 50 feet try walking in place yeah we call it handstand marching walk in place take two steps forward continue to walk in place take two steps forward continue to walk in place and that way you're never you know breaking body position is quality you find rhythm um 
you know, you're not scared and get this anxiety like, like, oh, I'm at 39 feet. I just need to make 40 to PR, you know, <laughs> yeah. like, like just take it easy <laughs> and, and take everything um, non-emotionally and um, just slowly, you know, yeah. between A and B, right. A and Z, there's 24 letters. So right. take each step. Cool, man. Uh, yeah, no, that, that's really helpful. Super insightful to kind of get your perspective, like a gymnast's perspective on you know, looking from the outside in, it's uh, you don't get to hear that every day. So. I think it's weird. It's, weird <laughs> it's a little weird. People but... look at me funny. All the time. I'm like, I just this is the way I feel. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, anything else you'd like to uh, leave listeners with? No, I, I mean, really, thanks for having me. I yeah. appreciate your time. Yeah, no, thank you for uh, doing this. Thanks everybody for listening. If you love this one, make sure you go leave a review, and uh, we'll have to have you back on at some point. I feel like we just kind of scratched the surface. I'm full of surprises. <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening, guys. Once again, I highly appreciate the time, the energy, the attention, and the support that you give each and every week listening to these episodes. I hope you were able to walk away with something useful from this one um, or at least entertained by it. One request I have for you is to head over to theairbornemind.com and take a couple minutes, just leave a review with your thoughts. You have no idea how much that would mean to me. Next, please head over to theairbornemind.com. Check out the three-day sample programs. Um, You can use this stuff as accessory work to supplement your existing training. Um, Of course, each individual is a little bit different, and so we have um, ones that are specific to uh, pull-ups, if that's something you're working on, one that's specific to handstand push-ups, one that's specific to pistols, shoulder stability. So go see if that is relevant to you. Uh, Once again, that is theairbornemind.com. If you ever have any questions, don't hesitate to reach out. I love hearing from you guys. Um, But thank you so much for joining me once again. Until next time.